Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast. Today is part one of a special 14-day series. We who are in this race for success, we should be encouraged to know that this changed world in which we live in is demanding new ideas, new ways of doing things, new leaders, new inventions, new methods of teaching, new marketing methods, new books. And back of all of this demand for new and better things is one quality which one must possess to win, and that is definiteness of purpose, the knowledge of what one wants, and a burning desire to possess it. Now, that statement could have been written yesterday, but it was actually first published in 1937, yes, over 80 years ago, in the book Think and Grow Rich, or more appropriately, Think and Grow Successful by Napoleon Hill. That is why this book has stood the test of time and is really more relevant today than ever before. I recently hosted a live 14-day Think and Grow Rich challenge, and I thought it would be great to put this challenge right here on the podcast. So for the next 14 days, I will be releasing a new podcast and challenge that covers each of the 13 steps in Think and Grow Rich, plus a bonus challenge on the introduction. It doesn't matter if you've ever read the book or not, the challenge is designed for anybody to do. There is a link in the show notes that you can sign up for free to get the download of all the challenge worksheets and a free PDF copy of the original Think and Grow Rich book. So today, we are thinking big on the introduction of Think and Grow Rich. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. All right, everyone, here we go. I am so excited for this 14-day Think and Grow Rich Challenge. I want to welcome everybody that is tuning in, that's that's signed up, that's on live. I am absolutely honored to be able to do this, and it is just an, an amazing thing that we're able to get this done and get this going. Oh, this is such, such a great thing to do. The goal of this Think and Grow Rich Challenge is more about doing. And really, if you think about it, when we, you know, so many times I've read, you know, great books, I've listened to great audibles, and I'll be reading and I'll be, you know, listening. I'll say, man, that is a fantastic idea. I really need to implement and I need need to do that. But then I never do. I don't do it. So this challenge is really about rather than just keep learning and learning, learning is is I've taken and I've distilled down something within that chapter or something within that step. And I've made a challenge or I've made a tool to start moving you closer to your dreams and to your goals of being successful. And this challenge isn't about, you know, again, knowing the book. Matter of fact, you can take this challenge, whether or not you've ever read Think and Grow Rich or not. These tools stand alone. You don't need to know Think and Grow Rich, although it will help you. It'll absolutely help you the next time you go to read Think and Grow Rich, or if you've already read it multiple times, 
it'll bring some clarity to some of the tools that you can get from Think and Grow Rich. And really the, the, the entire goal of doing this was to have you see where your thought patterns are, your thought habits are now. Because again, the name of the book is Think and Grow Rich. It's about thought. It's about our mind. And it's about these six inches between our ears. So we're going to, the goal is to, you know, what are your thought habits now? You know, what are you thinking? What are the negative, the positive? You know, how are you thinking right now? And really take an inventory of your thoughts. And then what will your thoughts need to be or what will they be when you become successful? When you reach that goal, no matter what it is, again, this isn't about money, whatever your goal is. So each day, what we're going to do is we're going to do a 20 to 30 minute video or audio. And at the end, we're going to have a challenge on that on that step. So for 14 days, we're going to, today's the introduction, which isn't even a damn chapter, but man, there's so much gold in it. And then the 13 steps. So that's 14 days total for the 14 day challenge, 20 to 30 minute audio video, and then to go and actually do the challenge. And one of the things I really wanted to start off with is the biggest misconception of think and grow rich is that it's about money. And it's absolutely not about money. It is about success. I don't care what it is you want to be the best at. I don't care what it is you want to be successful in. That's what this book is about. This is the law of success. Every successful person I've ever seen has followed these laws, whether they've read the book or not. And if you think about when the book was published, it was published in 1937. You know, it was after the 1918 pandemic uh, which is very similar to what we're going through. You know, we're kind of in the same type of situation. It was after the depression and people, that was the biggest thing on people's mind was money. But honestly, the book should have been called, you know, Think and Grow Successful. That's what the name of it should have been. And Think and Grow Rich isn't Napoleon Hill's stuff. You know, he's just really a knowledge broker for all these other people. He, you know, 500 of the most successful people that he got to know and, and started seeing what their day-to-day -day was, what they did to become successful. So he really just documented what these other people were doing. This is this book isn't something that you know Napoleon Hill invented or, or did anything. This is about the documentation and of knowledge that he gained from talking with 500 of the most successful people. And he was really commissioned by Andrew Carnegie because he knew that there was a law to success. He had lived it and he knew that there was a law and he wanted to get that documented. And if you think about it, you don't absolutely do not need this book to be successful. But one of my friends, Ron, you know, he has a great saying for this that is very poignant about this is if you, if success was on the other side of a big piece of land, a landmine, and on the other side of this landmine was your success, was your dream. How would you go across that landmine? Anybody can just go across it, but how would you go across that landmine? I know what I would do. I would look to see someone who else has got over that landmine to that success, and I would take his footsteps. I wouldn't deviate a single bit. I would take every one of his footsteps all the way through because if he can take those footsteps and be successful, I can be just as success successful going through those exact same steps. 
And, and you know, I, I wish there was another way. I wish there was an, an easier way uh, for success, but this is the only thing I've ever seen. These steps, these philosophies are the only thing I've ever seen. And everybody I've ever looked at, everybody from, from artists to chefs to, you know, business, every single one of them, I can see these laws of success from Think and Grow Rich within them. And again, the book is about thinking. So I wanted to go over and just kind of a, uh, a brief overview of really how powerful the mind is and, and some exercises I do in my mastermind just to show you the vastness of what our mind does. And people, you know, most people, especially listening to this, understand, you know, you have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The speed of which, so I'm in IT, I've been in IT, so I do, I, I have a lot of things that relate back to IT just because it's something I know uh, and it translates very well. But your, your conscious mind operates at about 2,000 bits per second. Not shabby, you know, 2,000, you know, 2K bits per second, not too bad. Your subconscious mind operates at 4 billion, 4 billion bits per second. And people talk about this in all different things, but there's a book by uh, Pam Grout uh, that it would take 8,000 average size novels to fit 4 billion zeros. So every second you, you are basically comprehending 4 billion. It would take 8,000 average size books to write 4 billion zeros. At 2,000, that is one half of one millionth of a percent of what you're processing. So you are consciously aware of only one half of one millionth of a percent of what your complete mind is actually processing. You know, and, and one of the other things that, uh, that was taught was, you know, how many, you know, pin dots can you do in a second? So if you had a pen and you just, you know, tapping on the page and making dots, you know, how many dots could you do? If, if, if let's say you did, I know I, I, the highest I've gone is like five or six dots per second, but let's just to make it easy. Let's say you could do 10 dots in a second on paper. You, you had a pen and you could do 10 every single second over and over and over and over again. It would take you only about three and a half minutes to do 2,000 dots. It would take you 12.5 years to do 4 billion. That's how much processing power your subconscious mind has. It's unbelievable. You know, if you were to, for instance, move your finger consciously, it would take your conscious mind weeks, probably months to move your finger where your subconscious mind knows every ligament, every muscle, everything that needs to happen. It knows, knows to do that. And what you're consciously aware of is really based on your programming. It's based on who you are, where you've been, the things you've seen, what you've been programmed. And I like to call this the, the Porsche principle. And I say this only because it, it became very apparent when, when I, First, you know, one of, one, of, one of the things that I wanted more than anything was a Porsche. So when I finally, you know, got successful and, and had some money, I went out and bought a Porsche. And I'm telling you on the way home, all of a sudden at that corner, at that corner over there, there was a Porsche. There's a Porsche that is just like mine. But until I became consciously aware of that, I didn't notice those. But the second I became consciously aware, I started noticing those. And if you think about that, if we expand that out a little bit, if we're consciously aware of successful things, we're going to start seeing successful things out there. If we're in a negative state and, and we're, and, you know, 
we're going to start seeing negative things. That's all we're going to see out there. You know, for me, the only job the conscious mind should do is ID problems, formulate goals, and turn it over and get the hell out of the way. That's the only thing our conscious mind should be doing. Uh, one of the things that I like to to kind of talk about, be, just because I think it shows the vastness of our mind, is think about a self-driving car. Now, a self-driving car, Tesla, you know, the latest and greatest. This is the latest technology that we have for cars. You know, that a Tesla, it's got multiple computers running everything. It's got, you know, sensors all the way around the car. It's got cameras all the way around the car. You know, it's sitting there driving. It's reading signs. It's seeing the distance between cars in front of it. It's seeing the, the, the lines in the road. It's seeing people come up behind. It has all this power and all this technology. When you first started driving, do you remember how hard it was? It was because you were driving consciously. You were trying to do all of that stuff at your slow ass 2000 bits per second and trying to drive at 2000 bits per second. You can't take in all that data, all that stuff and process it with only 2000 bits per second. But what did you do? After about two or three months, you completely turned over driving to your subconscious mind through habit. You completely, nowadays you, you're sitting there driving down the road, eating, drinking, texting, looking through Facebook, listening to podcasts, I hope. And you did that within a couple months. You completely turned over that entire process in a few months without even realizing it. And you didn't think twice about it. You didn't even think about, hey, I've just turned that whole process over. That's the highest technology we have for computers and cars is just doing what you did automatically in three to, you know, three to six months. That's just how powerful it is. And this book means so much to me because of what it has done to my life. It's explained so many things. You know, a brief story about me is I remember when I was 15. And I was living on my own and I was, you know, working menial jobs. I, I was washing dishes. I was working at subway shops, not, not subway. This is prior to subway, but working at a at subway shops, washing dishes, you know, uh, dishwashing. I was doing all these jobs. And I remember 15 on my own. And I just didn't know that there was a way out. I thought, and, and I thought I, there has to be a better way. There has to be something that these other people are getting that I'm not getting. You know, I would look around the restaurant when I was, you know, busting tables and I'd think, you know, it's somewhat of an upscale restaurant. And I would think, God, what are these people doing that I'm not doing? What do they have? I don't, how can they do what they do? I just didn't understand it. And luckily I got mentors and, you know, and did the steps within Think and Grow Rich without Think and Grow Rich, but with, you know, the same exact laws of success, and it completely changed my mind. In 15 years, I went from you know washing dishes, living on my own, high school dropout, dropped out, actually kicked out in the ninth grade. In 15 years to running my own company, a multi-million dollar company that I started by the time I was 30. So in 15 years. And that's one of the biggest things. People, we just, we overestimate what we can do in a year and we completely underestimate what we can do in 15 years or in 10 years. Now, going through this challenge, I really want you to have an open mind. 
uh, you know, even if the information does not fit with what your current belief system is. And we're going to be talking a lot about belief system and I call it BS. So belief system, BS, your BS, yeah, is your belief system. And one of the things I wanted to play for you is I wanted to play a little thing from Napoleon Hill. And uh, it, it has some great meaning, but I really wanted to bring him in on this and 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 have you get the feeling of his voice and, and, and what he was doing. So let's listen to this real quick. And now, may I reach out across the space and the time which separate us and offer you a hand of friendship and a sincere prayer that you will be blessed with a richer and a fuller life because of this message. Your big opportunity may be right where you are now. Follow these instructions faithfully and it will reveal itself to you. This is Napoleon Hill saying, don't search for opportunity in the distance, but recognize it and embrace it right where you are. Wow, don't look for opportunity in the distance. Recognize it and embrace it right where you are. That is really what this is. Recognize what you have, embrace it, and move. That is that that is some that is very, very powerful. Okay, so let's actually get into the challenge. So today's challenge is actually on the introduction. It's not one of the 13 steps. It is how many people actually read the damn introduction. I never read the damn introduction of a book. It's an introduction. It's not even the book. But there is so much gold in this introduction. As a matter of fact, I think the newer versions of the book, it's actually not called the introduction anymore. I think it's uh, Thoughts Are Things or The Power of Thought. Uh, there's various different things, but I think that's what it's called now because there is so much gold within this within this chapter. And you know, part of this uh, challenge is you got the book to download and it's line numbered because we're going to, every once in a while, we'll go into things and uh, into the book and, and I'll read stuff from the book and I'll give you the line number and the page number just so you can follow along or you can go back and reference it if you'd like. So we're going to start off right here at the beginning, page 10. This is the first damn paragraph of the introduction of the book. Truly, thoughts are things and powerful things at that. Now, he'll get a stop right there, and that's a complete sentence, right? But that's not the whole thing. And I think that's one of the biggest confusions people have when they come into you know, personal development is, is, is they start hearing these things and they think, well, thoughts are things. Well, thoughts aren't things. Thoughts are nothing. They're part of the ether. They're not things, but they are. They're things and they're powerful things. But it's only when they are mixed with definiteness of purpose persistence, and a burning desire for, for their translation into riches or other material objects. He puts it right there, or other material objects. This isn't about money. He focused again on, on money because of the time. I hate to tell you this, but that is, think about it as if one of your children or one of your family members was sick and you had to do one thing to raise the money or you had to do something to help your loved one get better. I guarantee that you would have, one, a single desire. It wouldn't be a multiple things. It would be get what you need to help your loved one. You'd be persistent as hell, and you would have that burning desire. That's kind of where you want to be. And, and actually, that's what the book, so the steps support you getting there. 
the 13 steps support you getting persistent, support you lighting a fire under your ass to have a burning desire, you know, support you getting a definiteness of plans, of, of purpose. That's what the steps are about. And I think one of the best, when he talks about the 50 cent lesson on persistence, and I don't know about you, but when I read that, it it almost makes me sick to my stomach because of when this was written. You know, I, I think it's such a valuable thing in there and it's such a powerful, but at the same time, it, it really does almost make me sick to my stomach because how we as humans treated other humans, you know, we're going through a big race, you know, relations right now in, in, in this country and in the world. And although we're better than we were when this, when this book was written, we still have a long ways to go. But if you look at this story for the story, absolutely demonstrates this young child nailed what success takes. She, this little child absolutely nailed it. If you've read, you know, if you've read it, you know, right, you know, she's, she has a definite purpose. She wants her, her, uh, she wants her money. She has desire, burning desire for it. She's not leaving and she is persistent. You think she's going to leave there? No, she won't leave there uh, until she gets what she wants. But here to me, here's the most powerful portion of that little story. And that is right when the shit was about to hit the fan, you know, right when uh, he was going to come at her with a swatch, she did something extremely powerful. She didn't bow down. She stepped forward and demanded what she wanted. She didn't just demand what she wanted. She stepped forward and demanded what she wanted. That is such a powerful powerful story. Let's move on with this, with this chapter. Let's go to page 10, line 22 through 27. And, and this is when Barnes wanted to go into business with Edison. Now let's think about that for a second. When Barnes wanted to go in, that is like me going to Elon Musk's office or Richard Branson's, you know, office and, and announcing, Hey, I'm, I'm coming into business with you. You know, Edison was no small person. This was, you know, the, the, Elon Musk of the time. So let's read that. You know, when this desire or impulse of thought first flashed into his mind, and we're talking about Barnes here, he was in no position to act upon it. Two difficulties stood in his way. One, he did not know Mr. Edison. (laughs) It's like he didn't even know him. And he did not even have enough money to pay his railroad, his railroad uh, fare to Orange, New Jersey. So think about it. This guy had this flash of an idea and thought, man, I want to go into business with Mr. Edison. I'm going to go into business with Mr. Edison. And he didn't even know, didn't even know him, didn't know how he was going to do it. And here's the thing, when any idea that we have, so that idea, he didn't know how he was going to do it. He didn't know, you know, didn't have the money for it. He didn't have the time, you know, he didn't have anything. And what do we do when we get these ideas? You know, when we have these, it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. When you have these ideas, the first thing that we normally think of is, oh man, that's a great idea, but I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I don't know the people, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do that idea. And we just give up on that idea. And so move on to page 31, uh, excuse me, page 10, line 31 through 36. Is he presented himself at Mr. Edison's laboratory, announced that he had come to go into business with the inventor. 
And speaking of the first meeting between Barnes and Edison years later, Mr. Edison said, he stood before me there, or he stood there before me looking like an ordinary tramp. <laughs> Basically, he looked like a hobo to, to, to Mr. Edison. But there was something in the expression of his face which conveyed the impression that he was determined to get what he would come, he'd come for. Think about that. How many times do you know, have you seen people that when you, when you meet them, you know, you know that that is their dominating, that you, you feel that before they come in the room, you know, the vibrations that we have, you know, we feel those vibrations of others before we even see them, the the vibrations that we have. So he knew he was determined and Edison could not, not only listen to it, but he saw it, he felt it. He knew there was something different about uh, the way Barnes presented himself. It's because he had the burning desire and the faith that he was going to do it. So today's challenge on introduction, again, this is not one of the steps, but there is such good stuff within this chapter that we've got a challenge for today. And if you're, you know, if you're listening, if you're watching, there's going to be a link within, within whatever we're, whatever platform you're on to download the, t- uh, the challenge for today. So go download the challenge and actually do this work. Do this every day as we move forward. And I guarantee by the end of 14 days, you're going to have a much clearer path and plan on how you're going to get whatever it is that you desire. So on the introduction, the first thing is write down the three things necessary to convert thought into their physical object, into the physical realm of things. And again, it's the definiteness of purpose. It's the burning freaking desire. And it's being persistent as shit until you get what you want. You know, success comes to those who are success conscious. This book builds that. And the universe will provide what we hold in our mind. What we think, we become. And then again, I'm trying to, part of this, especially the beginning, is I want to get us in a place where we take inventory of our thoughts. We kind of know where we are. We can't do better until we know where we are, until we have a good assessment of where we are. So there's three, basically three things on the the first page, and that is... uh, answer these, spend 30 minutes doing these. First one is, what do you spend most time thinking about? Are these thoughts getting you closer or further from your dreams? Sit down and, and what are you, what are you really thinking? You know, you're going to have to sit down in a quiet spot and kind of take inventory of what you're thinking. Uh, and then also for the next 24 hours, I want you to place a tick mark in this box every time you have a negative thought or limiting belief. You know, how many tick marks did you get? We're going to see. Uh, part of part of tomorrow, we're gonna we're gonna see how many tick marks you got. And th- I did this when I was first starting out and doing this stuff, it, and I was blown away by how many tick marks I have. I thought, yeah, I have some negative thoughts here and there. Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, I can't do that. Who am I to think? You know, I had so many tick marks. You might need an extra page. You might. I, I'll allow you to get an extra page to mark all the tick marks. And what what my goal with this is. Is as we start recognizing these limiting beliefs or these negative thoughts, by mar- making you mark them down, you start seeing them or, or you start getting them more. You start realizing that you have them and it'll make you more, you know, you'll be able to recognize them quicker because you're writing them down. So write that, put a tick mark every time you have a negative thought. Uh, 
And then the next part is really just getting a self-assessment of where you are. And we'll take this uh, this, uh, uh, assessment again at the end, but this is really a success conscious self-assessment. It's, I think, 20, 20 questions. All of them are answered always, sometimes, or never, and you get your uh, response or you get your total at the end, just gives you a good feeling of where you are, you know, where you are in the process of having a success conscious mind. Yeah. And uh, you you will see it. Uh, These are some great questions to make you think. So until tomorrow, tomorrow's uh, challenge is going to be on desire. Oh, you're going to like that. It is a fantastic challenge as well. So do this work today. We're going to spend again, 20 to 30 minutes Most of these challenges shouldn't take you more than 20 minutes to an hour at most. Uh, The one on imagination might take about an hour and a half, but in general, it's not going to take you a a great deal of time. But let's do this. Let's actually get some work done. Instead of just reading a damn book, let's take the steps and let's do something. So until tomorrow, I will see you guys. Love you. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that video as much as I enjoyed doing that. And remember, you can go watch the video and you can do the challenge on video as well. Just go to www.sean-osborne.com slash 14 day challenge and you can sign up for free. Watch all the videos, have all the downloads of the of the original Think and Grow Rich book and these challenge sheets themselves. So be sure to go to the show notes, uh, click on the link, sign up. This is such a fantastic thing for everybody to do. I'll see you tomorrow.